1: That's stamps.com code program.
0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96 FM. First thing we're very proud of here on The Opinion Line is we hear quite frequently from people all over the world who listen to the show on their phone, or they listen on an Alexa, or they listen on something else. They listen to us online from all over the world, and the connection with the native Cork is great, and it's so much easier to do it than it used to be and that's that's down to things like apps and phones and stuff like that. I remember one morning, one morning I was presenting All not Irish sitting in for the great one and I got a, a message from a guy who was just setting out to drive from Beirut to Tel Aviv, and he was listening, and he was a fellow from Douglas. Like, that's brilliant. International listeners like that. And to tie in with that, uh, I read a fabulous article in the Irish Times. The Irish Times is encouraging Irish people overseas to write articles about having emigrated and what life is like in other parts of the world. And Brendan McGinn is a Blackpool man who... uh, is living now in Providence, Rhode Island. And the story of how he got there and what he does there is a story he wrote for uh, the, the Irish Times. He joins me from Providence now to chat a little further about it and life in the States as a Corkman who emigrated, it's 10 years ago now, Brendan.
1: Good morning. Good morning, PJ. I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, Yeah, 10 years. We moved here in summer 2013, so it's kind of hard to believe that it's been 10 years, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I have no regrets. Um, It was a big step initially to go there, um, but I suppose having, my wife was originally from Puerto Rico in the Caribbean, so she had family here in the US and, you know, she wanted to be closer to her family. So, I said why not you know life is short you only get one shot at it and um you know it was always kind of a goal for me to go to the us so you know why not
0: yeah and you literally just up sticks you know no no ties no prospects no start over there no
1: no no literally we're going over blind my wife already had an interview for a job over here but i did not so i was going uh, with our eyes open you know and you know in one sense too it kind of helped me because i you know when you're going there you've kind of nothing to lose you yeah. know you're just going to take any kind of opportunity and just go with it i was 32 two young kids um not always the easiest to start um but you only as i say you only to get one shot at life and i said i wanted to just take it
0: your wife is P- puerto rican where did you meet did you meet in cork
1: i did uh, yeah it's, it's actually a funny story. so um we met back in 2007. She was actually on holidays in Ireland. She was working in Norway at the time for a year. And she we actually met at a Junior B hurling match up in Ratpekin, <laughs> uh, if you can believe that.
0: You don't get too many Puerto Ricans at a hurling match in
1: Pekin. No, no, you don't. And that's actually funny because uh, I was actually injured at the time. I was on crutches and she was actually driving by the field up in Ratpekin. And she just came in to take a look at it and we started chatting. And you know, one thing led led to another. end.
0: what she was, she was curious about the game. Was it? She was curious about what was going on.
1: She was, yeah. She's like, "What's this?" She was only in, in Ireland for two weeks initially. That was the plan. And uh, yeah, we just it's, we just started talking, and that's how we we first met. Uh, and then her year finished in December of two thousand seven and January one two thousand eight. Uh, she just did the same thing as me, up six, and decided to move to Ireland. Brendan, that's a hell of a story, man. I know you met at a Junior B
0: Hurling match in Rat Pekin. A Puerto Rican woman who's in Ireland two days, walks in, in to check out what's going on in this field, and now you're married with two kids and living in, <laughs> living in Rhode Island. Living in
1: the US, <laughs> and we're together, what is it, like 15 years or something. So I know it's crazy how things work out, right?
0: That's the maddest I've heard in a while. So yeah, the decision to move was so she could be nearer to home. Near. You, and you had nothing to start with, you'd do it all again.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no crams about it. Um, you know, look, I did have to sort my pride at some stage. You know, I went into a job. I was in construction, I think, for the first six weeks. Uh, then I got a job in a bank, um, just through some brief connection that I'd met. And I worked in a bank for about four or five years. Uh, and then recently, my, what I'm doing for the last uh, four years, I work in logistics for a Belgian company. Right. So that's been a lot of fun. And how did you choose Rhode Island? So her father and his family actually live in Providence in Rhode Island. Uh, and it's also kind of, it was a perfect kind of halfway point for us because it's directly halfway to Puerto Rico from Providence and it's also very quickly for me to get home to Ireland as well if I need to. Providence, I don't know if you're familiar with Providence, but it's about 50 minutes outside Boston. Yes. Uh, so it's very easy for me to get home, you know. So that was kind of a good midpoint for the two of us. There was a kind of a short-lived
0: flight connection between Providence and Cork a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, and honestly, it really worked out for me because it was Norwegian Air. They were going directly from Providence into, uh, into Cork Airport. And I actually met a lot of Cork people who came over on that flight. Yeah. So it was a bit of a shame. I think it was kind of COVID kind of killed it. But yeah, uh, yeah that was really worked out. So now I just go Boston to Shannon.
0: You initially had to, and this is the, another great bit of the story here. There's so many pieces to it. You had to drive from Jacksonville, Florida to Providence, <laughs> Rhode Island. Now, that's not like going to Tralee.
1: <laughs> it's kind of um, yeah, that was one of my first, actually, I, we part of the story is is that we left in, in June, July to go to Puerto Rico, but I had to come back for my, uh, for my visa, so when I got that, uh, V, my wife's father, actually gave us a car, an old car that he wasn't using, but right. he said I had to go down and pick it up, um, so I don't know if you've ever driven here in the US, but yeah, it was 22 hours all in, I actually didn't even have a phone on me at the time.
0: And had you driven there before?
1: No, I hadn't. It was my first time driving there, so (laughs) I was really into the coal fire, you know. And here's the thing with driving in the US, it's not like driving in Ireland, it's literally just highway the whole way. So you're going through 10, 12 states.
0: It's the wrong side of the road for the start.
1: It's the wrong side of the road, the wheel is on the wrong side, so it was a bit of, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's mad. So, how old are the kids now?
1: The kids are, my eldest is Sirsha she's just about to be 14 in two weeks, she's actually starting high school, or sorry, uh, secondary school next September, and then my youngest Elena will be 11 in, in August. Right. So two girls, and uh, I mean, they're fabulous, you know, they're, they're great, they're really, um, they're really taking over here, I mean, their friends are here, their family's here, you know, they're as much American as they are Irish at this stage, you know, and Puerto Rican. So they're
0: Irish, Puerto Rican, and grew up in America
1: grew up in america and then here's there's another part of it as well honestly the story just gets better so my wife's from Puerto rico but her dad is actually swedish so there's a bit of swedish in there as well <laughs> so we joke we joke we're like the un family
0: yeah you said you worked for a company that's based in belgium that's another miracle of the modern world isn't it you can work from the other side oh. of the world but it means you get back to europe a bit
1: Yeah, it's honestly, it's really, uh, it really is a great job. I'm very lucky to have it. Um, Yeah, they're based up in Ghent in Belgium. So I usually go back there about three, four times a year and it always gets to stop off at home and earn myself for a few days. So it's a great way to see the family, you know, just catch up for a short time and then back over here again.
0: Yeah, have your brothers and sisters and your parents still here?
1: Oh yeah, they're all there. I'm the, uh, I'm the black sheep. I'm the only one who moved away. I'm one of six. Right. So, uh, but it's great for them because they get to visit me here as well. Like, you know, usually They fly into New York, drive up to me, and then spend some time in Boston, so they get to see a lot of northeast of the country, you know? Hmm.
0: There's a lot of talk, Brendan, over the years about immigration, and it Mm -hmm. tends to be framed in very negative language. Yeah, It's great to hear a guy who actually is happy with his decision, and you'd encourage people to give it a go, I think. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Now, look, PJ, I, I, look, I've been very lucky, right? I mean, my wife had some family over here, so I did have some you know, some of the connections here. Um, but definitely what I would say to anybody, especially if you're a young person, right out of college, definitely, definitely take the opportunity if you can to, even if it's not the US, you know, there's so much of the world that's open there. So many countries are looking for young people to come in, and I would just take the opportunity. You know, there's especially if you've no ties. So what, what do you miss? Well, you know, I actually, there's it's times of the year that I miss more than anything else, right? So, I mean, I just, I looked at the weather before I jumped on the call with you, and apparently the the weather's supposed to be amazing, right? So it's, you know, there's so much going on at home. You've got the concerts in Musgrave Park, the, the Marquis. You have the midsummer festival all that stuff i i really miss it this time of year yeah um, and as well of course the hurling i was a big hurling guy you know yeah. I, I did have a, a pang of jealousy when i was watching uh, cork v. a cork free Tipperary last couple of weeks ago there down the park i mean it looked amazing you yeah. know everybody looked like they were in good form uh weather was good you know so it's 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 that, those kind of events that i would miss
0: you yeah know? you'd miss the hurling big time would you
1: Oh, big time, big time. But the the good thing over here is up in the northeast there's a place called Canton and there's an Irish cultural centre. I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably familiar with who've travelled over here, but it's a huge Irish community. You know, the summertime, every Saturday and Sunday, there's always events hurling of football going on. So that's that's a good way to connect with the community over here, you know?
0: Yeah. There are
1: different kinds
0: of communities, aren't there, Brendan? Like the idea that we would finish up, say the, the June weekend now, we'd finish up hopefully a bit early on a Friday, and you'd swing by for a couple of cold ones in, in the afternoon. Yeah. It, the cultures are different, aren't they?
1: Yes. I mean, I mean, they are and they aren't, uh, PJ. Look, the... Ireland, I every time I go home, I feel like Ireland is getting a lot more, I don't want to say it's more like the US, but it's getting very similar culture-wise, you know. I mean, if the weather's good at home, people are having barbecues, uh, having a few beers, they're hanging out with their family, and it's, it's pretty much the same thing as well over here, you know. I mean, yesterday we were hanging out with friends of ours, one of the guys was from Peru. Uh, another family was from Chile, you know, and it's that kind of, it's like a melting pot, you know? Yeah. So in that sense, you know, that's it is different, but it's also the same, you know?
0: Yeah. Communication is different too. I mean, even, even when you left first 10 years ago, communication wasn't what it is today. I mean, here we're talking on a WhatsApp line, like you're sitting next to me.
1: I know. You know, know you, can, you
0: can listen to 96FM on, on an app, do you know?
1: Of course, Absolutely. Um, I'm on seven WhatsApp groups. I read the newspapers every day on, online. Um, I listen to 96FM in the car when I take the kids to school. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like I'm away. You yeah. Know? And it's almost like even if I was at home, you, I probably wouldn't see my family as often as I would, you know I mean? But I would still talk to them. So I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Yeah. You know, yes, I miss out on physically being there, but I don't know, it just doesn't feel like I'm away. You yeah. Know? It's, I feel like I almost have the best of board worlds, right? Yeah. I have a whole life over here in the US, but then I get to get in contact and keep up with what's up at home as well.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the weather where to go, and yeah, it does look like we've got this with us now until probably after the weekend, possibly into Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. We're all delighted. You've got nice weather until when, roughly?
1: Uh, Probably, I would say, end of October. Yeah, end of October is usually start of November is when it kind of starts to turn. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing I can't complain about. Honestly, it's the weather, it's the, uh, the change of season, you know. When it's when it's winter, it's winter. When it's summer, it's summer. Yeah. So
0: when's the next time you might get home for a... Or, actually, wait, where is home now? Is it, is it Providence or is it Blarney?
1: No, it's Providence. I, I can't say I mean, as much as I love living there in Blarney, I mean, I got... My two kids were baptised in the church in Blarney. Um, You know, my wife and myself lived there for at least, you know, seven, eight years, whatever it was. Uh, so, I mean, there's always a connection there, but no, home is right now here now. I mean, everything is here for me. You know, my job, uh, my kids have their friends, uh, my wife has a job over here. You know, it's, it, the longer it goes on, the harder it is to route to, uh, to up six again, you know.
0: For people who are considering it, who might say, you know what, I would like to try it. What advice would you give them, Brendan?
1: The, the visa. First of all, you've got to fix up your visa, man, before you come out. here. honestly, I, I work in um, logistics, so I deal with the customs agencies every day. And those guys do not mess around, PJ. I'm not kidding you. So even if you stay a week, two weeks over your visa, they absolutely will come back at you. And, you know, you can go to please your case, but you will not get by here. And, you know, it's not even that. It's it's just, you're, you're like, nobody wants to live looking over their shoulder, you know. And once you get your visa in your hand, Honestly, the world is your oyster.
0: I've done a few stories with with people over the years, a couple of them from Cork as well, of guys who overstayed, they built up a business, they're employing people, they're paid their taxes, all these, but then suddenly there's a knock on the door. They'll take your taxes, they'll let you live quite a normal life, but once they discover that your paperwork's off, you're done.
1: Yep. And and honestly, they can pull you for, like, let's just say you get pulled over for a traffic stop, right? They'll run your license. And if they see that this guy is not supposed to be here, you'll be taken to a detention center and literally your whole life, your whole life is taken from you. Yeah. Everything will just be taken from you. I tell people the whole time, get yourself sorted out, get your paperwork done. And honestly, you can do whatever you want to do when you come over here.
0: And, and briefly, did the Trump administration make that worse?
1: Yes. And actually, it's one of the reasons why I got my citizenship. So I came here on what's called a spousal visa. Uh, that's a, it gave me a 10-year green card. But then when Trump was elected, he started speaking all this like nonsense about, you know, you know, immigrants shouldn't be here. People who were not born in the US shouldn't be here. So that's why I applied for citizenship. So I got that about four years ago. So now it's like, I don't even think about it anymore, you
0: know? Yeah. Carrying that injury into a junior B hurling match all those years ago, (laughs) talk about how things work out in life.
1: I know, I know. You know what, I probably owe the guy who did it to me a pint, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Brendan, great talking to you. Thank you very much. All right, Peter. Thank you. Bye now. Cheers, uh, Brendan, and our best to Victoria and to Susha and Eldinda. If you were living in any corner of the world like that that you'd like to chat to us about it and uh, he's missing he says he misses breakfast rolls and he misses the crack and cork but he also loves his life over there and it's hard to see why he wouldn't i mean imagine looking out on that until september or october the weather's just one thing because he misses the hurling so it's a good idea there are people listening to us all over the world, picking us up particularly on the podcast or particularly on the overnight repeat of the show, which runs between three and five a.m. here, but whatever time zone you're in, you pick it up. Um, if you are listening to us uh, in some strange corner of the world, the stranger, the better. Corks ninety six FM.